Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Thank you. Thank you. I feel very honored. Thank you. Um, such a joy to be here and a privilege, and thank you for letting me preach, you know. Uh, I've been banned from many churches, bro, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I didn't tell you that before, hey? <laughs> um, I just want to say what a joy it is to be here, and especially to have my son, Ryan, just, and, and Jess. Where's Jess? Come on, stand up. This is, this is my firstborn son. Love him very much. He's been, him and his wife have been missionaries uh, in, um, all over the world for many years. But they're back now, and uh, love having them around. So that's really great. Um, I just want to start with the scripture. If you if you want to turn to uh, Romans five seventeen, <laughs> sure. <laughs> How's that worship? <laughs> How can you preach after that like worship? That's <laughs> oh, <it's> not fair. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> cool, Romans 5:17. <laughs> for <laughs> this is NIV version. For if by the trespass of one man, Adam, death reigns through one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift? You see, they cut, they cut me off. Her. <laughs> how much? <laughs> the, and uh, <laughs> how much will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man Jesus Christ? Okay, the the, the Passion uh, translation says death once held us in its grip. And by the blunder of one man, Adam, death reigned as king over humanity. Death reigned as king over humanity. But now how much more are we held in the grip of grace? Are you held in the grip of grace? Come on. That's a good way to say, are you held in the grip of grace? So those who are held in the grip of grace continue reigning as kings in this life. (laughs) Enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. Wow, I mean, that is an amazing scripture that we are called to reign in life. We are not called to be subject to every willy-nilly thing that happens to our life. We are called to reign. Amen. You see, Jesus didn't, he didn't say, I'm going to heaven and I'm going to reign from heaven and you guys are just going to be tossed around by every circumstance of life. He said, I have made you to be a royal priesthood, kings and queens to reign and to rule in his name. And you know, what I want to share today is I want to, I want to, you know, God is doing amazing things. We are seeing, um, you know, I've been in ministry since basically, I started off as a lay minister in 1993. Got saved in 1991. And over those years, 
You know, (laughs) so the Holy Spirit moving, whoa, it's such power, such amazing power. People set free, people healed and delivered from demons. Of life totally changed through the blood of Jesus, through the grace of God. But you know, the problem I had when I started off, I was legalistic, I was self righteous. I thought it was about me doing stuff for God. I thought it was about me maintaining the power of the Holy Spirit by works. You with me? And even when people came for prayer, we'd be so sin conscious <laughs> that the guy went away like feeling like he wanted to shoot himself. Because like, bro, you gotta confess all your sins. You know, I was in the deliverance ministry and actually, we saw amazing things. I mean, if I was to tell you some of the things I saw, it's, it's like, like quite um, unbelievable. I mean, the one, I'll give you one example. And this is extreme. One woman came to us. She could not uh, have children. And she had not menstruated for years. And as we were praying for her and we broke first over her womb, she started menstruating right there and then. That's extreme. Huh? And within a year, she had a child. See, so, 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 but the problem, people often did not maintain their freedom because of legal focused instead of righteousness focused. Oh, don't hold the thing. Okay. So what I want to just say today, that, that, that uh, scripture, 517, it says, oh, you in the grip of grace. And do you understand righteousness, right standing with God, <laughs> okay, is not by works. We, we all know that. But you know what? Secretly in the back of our heads, we all performing for God at certain times in our lives. And you know, it's not by works. Righteousness is a free gift of grace through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, there was a man before the law was given who believed God, and it was a credit to him as righteousness. Who was that man? Abraham. Abraham. And you know, Abraham was not a Jew. Do you know that? Abraham was a pagan. He came from Ur. Hey, get that one. (laughs) He was a pagan. And it's interesting that even in the New Testament, you'd see when Jesus says, I have never found such faith. He didn't say it to the Jews under the law. He said it to the Syrophoenician woman, and the Roman centurion, I have never found such faith. Because you see, the Jews thought righteousness was obtained through the keeping of the law. And they never got there. I think it's Hebrews 9. It says they never got there. See, we are not called to maintain our deliverance. We are not called to maintain our healing. It's a free gift from God. And we need to shift our mindsets into a mindset of righteousness consciousness. It says it says that we are not slaves to sin any longer. We are slaves to righteousness. Huh? I'm a slave to righteousness. And you know what? So we've been, we've been like some of the Waken Africa team, we've been going around Africa, we've been seeing people saved. And one of the things we... Oh. <laughs> 
this off together, yeah. <laughs> How's it, John? <laughs> Get him, Lord. <laughs> Get my friend from England. <laughs> More, Lord. <laughs> Me and John met at Sarepta. I was preaching. <laughs> and... Uh, the joy of the Lord came on me and came on him at the same time. <laughs> We've been best friends ever since. <laughs> so get him today, Lord. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> oh, where was I? <laughs> so we got to be founded because one thing, I, one thing I do see, I see a lot of people battling with circumstances. And they are, it's almost like they allow their circumstances to reign over them instead of them reigning over their circumstances. And, and part of it is because of their sin consciousness. You see, do you know that you can do something that God doesn't do? Do you know it says in the Scripture, God remembers your sins no more? Sure. Do you remember your sins? Because I, what I see is people constantly disqualifying themselves because they fall short. That is what the blood of Jesus is for. Let me tell you something. It's not an excuse to sin. Please hear me. Sin is bad. Sin is destructive. And sin is harmful. That's why God hates sin. Okay? Because he doesn't want to see his children hurt. He wants to see the best for them. But we are not called to be sin conscious. We are called to be righteousness and grace conscious. The blood of Jesus conscious. You see, it says he became sin on the cross. That we should become the righteousness of Christ. In God, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we have to walk in this unshakable belief that we are righteous. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not demons, not angels. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's stop this mindset of, gee, I've done something wrong. The devil's got a right to afflict me. Okay. Or this sickness is from God. He's trying to teach me a lesson. And look, this is what it says in the book of Job. Oh, woe is me. Let me just say something, and I'm not going to teach on this today. But Job was tested because he was self-righteous and because he used his works to defend himself. If you don't believe me, go to Job 31. And God, Job lists all his good works before God says, I do not deserve to be afflicted because look at all the good things I've done. Do you know what? Your good works are like filthy rags, says Isaiah. See, we, we, and, and, and Job actually was at the test of self-righteousness. The devil will always test your righteousness. If it's based on anything other than the blood of Jesus, you are in trouble. Amen. And that's the story of Job. We've missed, totally missed the understanding of Job. And if you don't believe me, I'll sit down with you. And by the way, test everything I say according to the Scriptures. I will sit down with you and work through it. I promise you, I've studied Job backwards. And the issue is self-righteousness gets attacked by the devil with God's permission. Because God hates self-righteousness. Right in the Garden of Eden, it was self-righteousness. I can do things by myself. I can get right by myself. I don't need God. I can be God by myself through the knowledge of good works and bad works. Amen. That's self-righteousness. We must get rid of that. 
How do you know if you're self-righteous? Well, like me, I went around judging everybody, finding fault with everybody, complaining and moaning. You know? <laughs> yes, I was a moaner. Ask my, ask my son. He grew up with <laughs> I still have that tendency, by the way. <laughs> but that's an old man, nailed on the cross. <laughs> but I want to just say we need to be established. And why I'm saying that today is because God wants this church to take the message of freedom and deliverance out there. Okay. We, we started up a, a deliverance ministry here in the past uh, few weeks in conjunction with Connect Center um, and uh, the healing group. So, you know, we, we've just recognized as we've been getting people saved, people have needed deliverance. Let me say something. We have victory over the devil through the blood of Jesus. Colossians 2 says he has disarmed the powers and the authorities by taking the rules and regulations that stood against us, nailing them on the cross. Okay, so the devil has no right into your life. Let me just say, if you are sick, if you are oppressed, if you are depressed, okay, the devil has no right to give that to you. And it's not from God. It's not from God. Sickness is not from God. What did Jesus say? He said, I have come that you may have abundant life. Is sickness abundant life? No. So the devil comes to rob, kill, and destroy. Death reigns through one man, and many death is like sickness. Okay, Sickness is just a strategy of death. But it says in Romans 8.1, it says, for now there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life sets me free from the law of sin and death. We are not under that law of I sin, I die. Get good, or sorry, do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. That's not a good deal, guys. Grace is you earn and you receive and you get what you've, what, what you, sorry, you don't earn exactly grace. You get what you don't earn. You get what Jesus earned for you on the cross. That's grace. And grace is offensive. See, the law is like, yeah, right, if, you, if you're so good, you're gonna get good. That's karma, bro. We're not under karma. Fire on karma. <laughs> Shika boom boom. <laughs> Flip, bro. <laughs> I can say that because I used to be a like, Hindu kind of thing, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's karma. <laughs> It's my karma, bro. <laughs> Fire on karma. <laughs> I don't live under that law. I live under grace. I get what I don't deserve. Because he got what he didn't deserve on the cross. The great exchange. I'm not called to be like Jesus on the cross. I was nailed with him on the cross. That's over. I'm called to be like Jesus, risen and glorified. As he is in heaven, so am I now on the earth. And so are you. If you're born again. And if you're not born again, get born again. Born again means you've got to die first. Die to self. We've been baptized into his death. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But the life I live is Christ. And he lives in me. Isn't that good news? 
You know, when we pray for people here, it's not you praying for them. It's you being the instrument of Christ in you, the hope of glory. <laughs> if you lay hands on someone, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Anything, nothing. It's not you, it's him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm running out of time. <laughs> Where's the clock, Roger? I asked you if there was a clock. There isn't one there, bro. Where? I can't see, I cannot, oh, that thing there. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, bro, I didn't check what time I started, so you know. <laughs> you see, we have to be establishing these truths because God wants us to reign and rule. If I was to ask you, like, how many of us are battling with things, I think most of us would put up our hands. But, you know, Jesus didn't say we're not going to experience trials and troubles. He said, but we are going to overcome them. See, it's not, it's not the absence of trials and hardship. It's the way we react to them. That is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is forcibly advancing. So we don't sit there passively, oh, I'm sick, oh, I'm sick, ah. Oh. You know, we do something about it. Get some prayer, get shabbat, get, do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? Get some joy. <laughs> and then in myself, I love getting shabbat in the morning, bro. We're like, come Holy Spirit. And it's like, like, Evan phones me, like, he phones me at like 7 o'clock. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm like, stop phoning me at this time. I'm <laughs> Sorry, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but his mercies and blessing are new every morning. And you know me, I love the joy of the Lord, you know. <laughs> Because I, what I've seen over the years, I told you I was in deliverance ministry. I got so miserable listening to all the garbage that people were doing. I don't do that anymore. People come and say, oh, I feel I've got this demon in me, okay? And I, it, it's like driving me to lust. And, and I, bro, I do not want to hear anything you've been doing. It's put under the blood now. Get saved and get out. Amen. That's the message. Get saved and get out. You know, people are being tormented. And we kind of make out, you know, there's been this like trendy thing in the, in the church, like under grace, and I'm a grace preacher. No, the devil doesn't torment people anymore. I'm telling you now, the devil torments. If you're not saved, the devil's going to torment you. Okay. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. It says Jesus, in Acts, it says Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were under the power of sickness? No, the devil. Okay, and, 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 and Paul was saying, he said, go to the Gentiles, turn them from the power of the devil to the power of God. Guys, there's, there's a word out there that needs freedom. And who are the instruments of freedom? Put your hands up. 
Every one of you, put your hands up. We are the instruments of freedom. People are not going to get free unless we go to them, get them saved, heal the sick, drive out demons, and occasionally raise the dead. <laughs> Which I've seen happen. There was someone else who said they saw the dead raised. Sid. Wow. Shika, boom. <laughs> Guys, don't try to do it in the morgue. It doesn't work. Because they, <laughs> they actually don't let you pass the window, you know? And it's like, and I'm, I'm serious. If you're going to go and pray for someone to be raised from the dead, do it when they're at home. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> we need to be, we need, and, and, and put the relatives outside. <laughs> I'm not joking, guys. <laughs> Who wants to raise the dead? Come on. Ah, raba. Hey? I mean, that, that's glory, hey? But you see, that's what it says. It says death is overcome, and we reign, and we reign. And you know, part of it is about us acknowledging that we need the Holy Spirit afresh. You know, it says that, you know, that, they, that, that they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and then it says later on they were praying again and the building shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not that the Holy Spirit comes and goes. He doesn't. We, Holy Spirit, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. He doesn't come and go. But it's just a yielding to the Holy Spirit. And it says in Ephesians, be continually filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. Because it says when the Spirit comes, there's power. Power to heal. Power to raise the dead. Power. So we have that power. But we have to acknowledge sometimes that we've grown a little bit dry. We've lost our focus. So I just want to say, I want to end today by saying, we as a church recognize, you know, this ministry time we have at the end of the service is important. Don't take it for granted because I want to tell you, the Word of God has got to be confirmed with signs and wonders. The Word of God's got to be confirmed with a touch of the Spirit. <laughs> More Lord. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to, so we want to have an opportunity just now, especially for those of you who are suffering with sickness. Okay, I, I, we want to pray for you. Because I, I just have a sense that there's some people carrying that kind of doctrine of, well, God's teaching me a lesson through sickness. No good father. No good father would do that. Let me say that's an old covenant thing. Under the law, if you broke the law, you got sick. Jesus healed everybody who came from him, to him. And he said, I am the exact representation of the Father. As I only see what, I only do what I see the Father doing. And Jesus never turned anyone away who was sick. Amen. So if, if you got any lie in you about, oh, this sickness, I, I, I need to be humbled. Well, maybe you do need to be humbled, but sickness is not the tool. Okay, fire on that light. That's a lie from hell. The devil loves to convince us, okay, that sickness is from God. What a liar. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have abundant life. Can I just, can, can this family here, can you, 
can you stand up just a second? Can we just gather around this family? I just wanted to pray over you. Um, the Lord is pointing me out to you today. <laughs> and uh, just wanted, uh, just, Lord, I just pray for a touch. I, I, I just believe that they've come this morning asking for breakthrough. That things have been very hard for them. Financially especially, there's been great turmoil and great hardship. And Lord, just come now. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's okay. Just close your eyes and receive. It's fine. And I just pray for them now, Lord. I just pray freedom. Freedom, Lord. Just freedom. Lord, bring that breakthrough now in their lives. And that breakthrough, Lord. I pray where there's, where there's been confusion about the way forward. And Lord, there's been strife even within the family. Lord, I pray healing now. Healing in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name. Right now, the Lord says, I will restore. I will make better. I will restore. And where you, where you feel there's been control and you, and you haven't been able to get free, the Lord says, today there's freedom. Freedom. Freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom, freedom, freedom. More, Lord. More, Lord. More. More, Lord. Just more. Just more, Lord. Just touch them, Lord. Touch them. I know they came for breakthrough today. Just touch them, Lord. Confirm your word. And, and, and people for healing. People for healing. I just felt someone with hip, hip problems in, in the left hip. Someone with, with a problem in the left hip. Okay, can, can we just pray? If you've got problems in the left hip, just come forward. Let's just pray. I'm just aware, you know, there's this whole thing these days. Come and have a hip replacement. And then you end up worse off than, than, than before. Can some of the team just come in? Can you come pray? And, and Graham, let's just pray for hips. There's another lady there. Just come forward. Let's just pray. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.